You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to another episode of the Shutdown Fullcast. Um, we're going to get moving straight out of the gate on the Internet's only college football podcast. Uh, you know, besides the solid verbal. They, they, that's another one. But with immediate news, like big, big quarterback news out of Florida. Right? Ryan, lay it on us. Oh, my God. So it's a name you know coming to Florida from a school you know. Mm, big school. Luke Del Rio is coming back to – well, I don't know if he's ever been. Uh, well, no, he must have been. Back to the Sunshine State from Oregon State, formerly of Alabama. Hard to think of a more momentous I can't. Uh, th- I can't transfer think. ever. I mean, really. as far as transfers from one college to another, with the second one being a, a college in the state of Florida, that's as sure. big as it gets this season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the chance to – so that Del Rio seed, a sentence I immediately regret saying. No, no, you're good. No, it's fallow. It's real fallow. Yeah, now this, this is this. This, is the, this tree grows axes. This is the only, only major quarterback transfer news of the day, uh, involving a, a, a Florida school, at least. Involving a Florida school, that is correct. The only big, big stuff from OSU. Uh, not, not, not OSU, but OSU. Oregon State. I mean, I mean, dude went eight of eighteen last year. That's almost fifty percent. Are you kidding me? You know, that's you. You want to talk about improvement for Florida on the offensive side of the ball? Eight of eighteen for one hundred and forty-one yards. I mean, that's like three games production. I mean, look at yeah, it like this. Look at look at it like this. How many turnovers did he have? Was it like fewer than twenty-two? I, I th- you know what? Definitely. He only threw eighteen passes. So it had to be. I mean, sacks and fumbles and things. But let's assume those didn't happen. That's way fewer than 22. Jeez. Yeah. So way to go. 
Also, any chance you can get uh, Juan of the River closer to your program. If you can get a little bit of that Jack Del Rio greatness and just hunker up next to it, that's what you want to do. Because he he's always got that exit strategy waiting. The NFL's not going to work. Uh, excellence is haunted by the ghost of the 2004 Jacksonville Jaguars. We all know this. They haunt me every night. They actually do. That might just be chaps. That might that be every Jacksonville Jaguars fan. <laughs> it's such a joy to me every year when season tickets come out and I can search <laughs> my mentions and find people openly cheering, Yay, got my Jags tickets! Like somebody mailed me anthrax in an envelope, and it came to my house, and I celebrate. That's like a like an annual uh, tweet. Is Spencer saying you you sweet idiots? Yeah, that's just schedule it. I like the flip side of that, which is the Jags fans who renew their season tickets, but know it's a terrible decision and talk about it openly. <laughs> like, oh, yeah I, yeah, I think that's all of them. I, th- someone, I think these are all one in the same. Someone people. help me. The psychology of self harm prevents me from doing anything else. <laughs> Oh, so yes, that's literally the only major news uh, involving quarterback transfers. So that's awesome. We we got we got Luke Del Rio, who may have just taken the throne as college quarterback, who sounds most like a Dirk Bentley clone. <laughs> wow! All right, podcast over right there. I assume Luke hmm. Del Rio playing the Shaky Boots Festival with Brad Paisley. And celebrating his new album, I Made Love to a Truck. Wait, no, nope. got, got that wrong. It's Chad Paisley. We've been duped. Yes, it's Chad. <laughs> it's, Brad's, it's Brad's less talented. Oh, damn. It's Brad Argyle. Dang it. <laughs> it's Brad Plaid. <laughs> we, uh, we didn't really have a whole lot else happen this week in college football. Auburn announced that they'd had more physical practices than usual, so... Enjoy those injuries and unsportsmanlike penalties on defense, Auburn. Damn, Just, that was second biggest story of the week. Second biggest story of the week was the right. standard uh, boilerplate. By the way, we are playing harder than we did last year. I, I disagree. I like that Texas is so disinterested in playing Texas A&M that it is more interested in talking about playing games in foreign nations. Yeah. I, I, I like the exact quote from the AD, which is, um, we're booked through, book solid through 2027. Ooh. Also, in 2020, we're going to try and play in Mexico. Sorry, can't help you. Ever since we got that Michelin star, we just we, we just booked listen, up. We are so damn locked up. We can't even find, I don't even have time to take a shit. But Texas, I am going to try you, and schedule a, a game in Mexico City. Now, if Texas A&M is willing to sit at the bar, we could possibly accommodate them. But even that would be an hour and a half. Maybe we'll meet them in Guadalajara. This is just Texas creating a separate anonymous Instagram account to, like, creep on Texas A&M. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, no, I'm not faving these pictures. Fave, fave, fave. You're looking good. I miss you, girl. I miss you. I'm not, I'm not thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever get to the point where, like, we just sort of... All the passive-aggressive bullshit they launch at each other. We'll just find a scoring system and figure out who wins each year and be like, yeah, I actually don't even care if they play or not. This is just as good. I'm surprised Kevin Sumlin has not already devised this. Oh, I'm sure he does. He has for recruiting purposes. That's true. Yeah, he'll show the kids. Hey, man, we beat them eight burns to three. Look at that. We you want to go to a three-burn school? That's embarrassing. We won the salt cup. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's that Texas. They could get it sponsored, I bet. They can be like, sponsored by Morton's. Yeah, Texas, you Lot's wife now. The, the Shade Showdown. Exactly. I just you, you buy Whataburger for us this year. That's the prize. That is truly the Salt Cup. Uh, the other minor news, this is just from uh, a story on linebacker Drake Martinez out of Michigan State. Uh, Mark D'Antonio got the appeal. Uh, Drake Martinez will uh, be playing and is eligible for 2015 and have two seasons of eligibility. He was going to uh, sit out this season but then appealed and will have two seasons of eligibility starting in 2016. Uh, This is all incidental to what I actually want to talk about, which is this quote uh, from MSU co-defensive coordinator Mike Tressel. Who said, but just watch how he finishes blitzes because he wants to get after you. Power and nasty. Not just power. But it looks at that moment like he wants to kill you. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but that's what it looks like. (laughs) So remember, Mike Tressel of Michigan State on the record is saying, "Ah, man, this this player is really reminiscent of a murderer. Next week week on Serial. Next week (laughs) on You've got a call from East Lansing. <laughs> power, power and Nasty was not well regarded, but I think in retrospect, it is one of Keith Sweat's better albums. Uh, I, th- I thought you were going to say Janet Jackson. Damn it! Power and Nasty, you know, Power and Nasty could also be a cool Keith album. So I think we're all right. I, I think Cool Keith, he goes like Power Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> power, think, power Nasty seventy five. Power Nasty Man seventy five eight. And I think Janet probably goes power backslash nasty. Yeah, there's some crazy punctuation mm. there. That's when everybody who named albums in the 90s found the rest of the keyboard. Like, ooh. Oh, my God. Dude, guys, watch what happens when I press alt. That's it. If you want to type, like, any, like, existence or if you want to type any n- anything created in the 90s, just unnecessarily smack the periphery of the keyboard. On your yeah, Windows it's, computer, it's open a, character a, map. That yeah. alt with the numbers on the side. Yeah, yeah. That's how you get that good shit. Yeah. That, uh, that's really everything that happened. So I wanted to steer the conversation tonight towards uh, reader questions, but, but we're going to open up on one long. Because it's, it's, it's from Alexander Anderson, at Mr. Al Anderson on Twitter, who asks, should coaching hot seats have corporate sponsors? And then leaps to, now our update on the Doritos Locos hot seat. I think so, because the hot seat is such a well-worn, tried-and-true concept on getting through the off-season that we can, I think, Dorito, give it, we can give it to Doritos Locos, right? I like that, but it also feels like <clears throat> this would be a rotating like movie that's coming out Christmas or something. Be like Sahara, starring... Matthew McConaughey presents the Sahara yeah. Hot Seat. Yeah, it's not going. It's not going to be an annual sponsorship. They got to keep fighting for it. Yeah. That's true. You got to pitch this out, man. Duck if, Commander will take it if it doesn't cost anything. Yeah, so will we. It could be the SB Nation, <laughs> SB Nation Hot Seat. I was looking at a list of things that are currently being shot in Atlanta. Movies, movies that are currently yeah. being shot in Atlanta. You <laughs> <laughs> set my heart to skip. Sorry, yeah, they, they put your name on a list. They're I, like, I ducked down. I was looking around. You better run, son. Thursday's not a good day for you. Uh, and one of the things that is shot here is a lifetime series created by program creator Mark Cherry. 
Does that name ring a bell? That would be the creator of Desperate Housewives. Oh, God. Mark Cherries has, I think, he's just given up. I was really hoping this was Ron Cherry's brother. Uh, you know, he might be. There would be some interesting genetic manipulation going on in the two. Uh, but Devious Maids. Devious oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Devious Maids yeah. is shot here. And, man, I would love for this to be the Devious Maids coach's hot seat. The SB yeah. Nation Devious Maids coach's hot seat. Or coach's hot seat brought to you by Mark Cherry's Devious Maids only on Lifetime TV. Sign yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it, if, can, if, can we just sell that sponsorship to them? Like, maybe they don't know that we're not in charge of the hot seat because nobody is, but we just say, hey, man, this could be yours for $200. I, I think we just did. Let's just get this week. We're just giving it to them for free. All so, right, Ryan, you used to be a lawyer, so send him the invoice. Okay, yep, yep. That's how that's what lawyers do. We send a lot of invoices. Huh? Now get it, uh, <laughs> uh, notarize it and all that. Take okay. it to a uh, adjunct. Yeah, I'm going to have Roger witness it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. If you think that's best. You're I the do. lawyer here, not me. I do. But, but is, but is going to disagree with me. But that's all right. <laughs> In the state of Alabama. <laughs> this does not apply. State of Alabama needs their own hot seat sponsor because it's like 10 levels beyond. <laughs> It'll end De- up desperate maids or whatever. It'll end up being called. it'll end up being a representative of the most august and respected. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the sponsor of the state, the the sponsor in Alabama is like the University of Alabama. <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 it's like it's like it's like Bear's son. He's the one in charge of all the state hot seats anyway. No, I was going to choose another one of Bear's of of Bear Bryant's son's business interest, which, if you do not know this, uh, dog tracks. Oh yeah, hell yes! Out there in L.A., Lower Alabama. Yeah. Out there in Lower Alabama, dog these do- tracks. These dogs running like they got a hot seat. Speaking of, Nick Saban has disappointed me again. <laughs> Remember, in any coach's hot seat, when somebody says, "Man, what's Nick Saban doing at five? The answer is the coach at Alabama <laughs> is always in the five spot. The answer is being the coach at Alabama. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They could win a title, and he's hanging at a steady five. Maybe even a four, because now the pressure's really on. What he's doing there is serving at the pleasure of Alabama fans. It's just like American Gladiators every week. You're up, Laser. We don't care what he did last week. Is that, is that his American Gladiator name? Oh my God. Nick Saban as the tiniest American Gladiator. No, I think his, his Gladiator name's like Titan. Gigantor. Yeah, Jupiter. <laughs> his name's Andromedon. <laughs> Kneel before Lord Humongous. <laughs> yeah, that's it, it, that is totally his American Gladiator name. <laughs> oh, we don't God. we don't have an and and this is our gradual transition, by the way, into looking at the people who uh, we consider to be on the proverbial hot seat. And I'd like to think that all of us, I think, are fairly forgiving in this because. Um, we've seen really bad football and, and been under the thumb of some very bad coaches as fans and understand that some jobs are, are harder than others. For instance, what could one say about being a coach in the state of Indiana as the head man at either Purdue or Indiana? What, what, is, what, what constitutes uh, improvement? It's a pretty low bar, even against your previous performance, Right. Yeah, but Indiana occasionally does that thing where it's like, oh, shoot, we won the SEC East by proxy. 
So they, the problem with Indiana is Kevin Wilson occasionally wins a game that makes you think Indiana should be good. Purdue has the decency to never do that. Yeah, Indiana sort of falls victim to um, raising the bar like off the ground. <laughs> this, well, all right, Purdue. I mean, Indiana took you out on that one super romantic date, and Purdue just brings over bagel bites every Thursday. And wears gym shorts on dates. <laughs> hey, hey, these have pepperoni. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, I, I, I wore my Olas over again. These are. <laughs> I think these are your umbros. Not sure. Yeah, sure. I'm still wearing umbros because I'm Purdue. <laughs> I bet West Lafayette, you could wear a pair of umbros, and people would be like, "Those look sick, bro. Looking pretty good." Um, I mean, in Purdue, I I don't know what you do. You know, like. They won three games last year. If you win four, you can technically say you improved, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, do it. Yeah, go for that. You wouldn't be lying. Reach for that golden hoop. (laughs) The golden hoop of almost of being two. (laughs) The golden hoop of being two games away from being shit bowl eligible, right? Yes. It's Purdue. That's golden. I mean, I don't. I mean, that just the prospect of. What constitutes improvement is such a dark comedic question there that like I, I don't even know where you start to answer that, you know? And I was if I were Indiana's head coach, what what's my defense to for a four and eight schedule? I'm like, you know this is a cursed program, right? Well, like, I just I just point to Tom Crane a lot. <laughs> just yeah, I mean you've seen that. Every guy. every press conference be like, oh, That's like lost by thirty. Your Indiana football coach, like you get in on these Tom Crane memes, like <laughs> Indiana basketball loses and you, you got you got the sad MJ Tom Crane ready to fire. People don't even notice that it's that you're the head football coach at the same university. And like Kevin Wilson is is just on that like let's let's see what people on Twitter are saying about Indiana. Let's just 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 look up what they're saying about Tom Crean right now. Retweet, retweet, <laughs> retweet. Damn! Wait, are you Kevin trying Wilson's to are you trying this? to tell us you're Kevin Wilson? I've been waiting for the right opportunity to confess this, but I've coach, been coaching. Coach, um, you should probably spend more time coaching. Disagree. Based on Dis- yeah, based so- on certain results. <laughs> You should spend more time with your family. Go fishing. <laughs> relax. Take care of yourself. Self-care is really where self-love begins. And what are any of us without that, Kevin Wilson? They have an Indiana, like, last year, like, they beat Missouri. And then after that, they didn't. Do you know who they beat after they beat Missouri? They beat two teams after they um, beat Missouri. Uh, well, um. They beat North Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Then they went on a they won on a a good bender. Oh, they beat Purdue. <laughs> they beat Purdue. They came back from like twenty down to beat Purdue in a thriller. In a thriller at home for the bucket. Yeah, that's a that, that's a trophy. Their trophy is a bucket. A bucket, that, <laughs> and not like a brand new bucket. It's a bucket to remind you that at least we have running water. Remember, buckets pretty much just get taken either into bathrooms or out of sick wards. <laughs> It's a really appropriate trophy for what's going on here. Look at this bucket. Remember that everything is empty. I like to think of the Indiana Purdue trophy as like a prison starter kit. Why are there so many so many trophies in the Big 10 that are just like, "Oh, we found this." Well, it's, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a conference that was born 
you know, of, it was of coming garage of age. Sales? It was coming of age around the Great Depression. They just like the hoard things. Do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the Sun Belt. Shh. They don't care about trophies. They'll just upload it. Every on, hey, listen, their, every every trophy, on their torrents. Yeah, every trophy in the Sun Belt's a new jet ski. That's, That's it. True. Like what we, we play for a jet ski going out yeah. to the lake this weekend. How about you? Well, I don't know. Our our tro- we got a we got a we got a uh, one of them fancy go karts they modded up for deer hunting. <laughs> Sunbelt still sponsored by Wave Race. Not even sorry. I figure Sunbelt trophies are just whatever they managed to pull out of a Bass Pro Shops, right? Like, oh, look, we got a, a nice a, a nice owl decoy. Look at that. I found this ambulance on Craigslist. <laughs> and like and like the big the big twelve trophies. It's like there's just one. <laughs> just, <laughs> just okay yeah they, they, we like that they just leave it in austin everybody get, goes and looks at it every so, once in a while so if Seems i cool. if i had to point you like if i'm going to give you one coach who i'm just like okay this dude is is like fired like last year if we were playing this game i i would have looked at will muschamp and said he's fired he was fired last november this is just playing out in the string he, he's completely done uh, Jason Kirk, who is that person that you're like, yeah, this year's just hospice. Do I get to take the obvious one? You you get Do first it. shot. You Do take it. you take the person you want to take. Jim Harbaugh <laughs> shit. has won no games at Michigan. He like your mind. Shit. Michigan State and Ohio State are combined three and zero during his tenure. Shit. Um, I'm 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 gonna go Al Golden. Ooh, going out on a limb here. <laughs> I I don't see Al pulling this one out. I'm so torn on that because I don't know who they would get. Like they don't have that guy who like who's the obvious like mistress in waiting. Hey man, take a look at UTSA. See what Larry Coker's putting together down there. <laughs> that guy's a, he's got South Florida connections. I think he's worked he's worked in the area before. He has worked in the area before. He's built a program from scratch. I tell you what, what I have to do. He has a real estate license. Tommy Tuberville knows ray lewis oh my god you know that's actually like oh my god what have you done what have you done not a bad idea huh not a bad idea ed orgeron man get the whole gang back together somewhere a hundred years from now in the future a scientist is frantically trying to master time travel so he can undo you saying that and dooming us to that reality tommy tuberville in the acc at last at last we're playing for that 11-5 game makes all the sense in the world. Oh, my God. That's how we unlock final Tommy Tuberville. He's going to go on a fucking rampage. <laughs> final Tuberville. Boss mode. Boss mode Tuberville. He would finally oh. be in his element. Dude, shoot like, him in the, like the blinking spike punt to win in the SEC. And that, yeah, sure, that worked. That worked. No, but no, you gotta he's wait home, he, son. You got to wait till he runs away from the restaurant to shoot him. Oh, He's only vulnerable then. It, this is worth it only for this. The excruciating ways that he is going to beat Florida State as head coach in Miami <laughs> with obviously inferior teams. Like they'll be Florida State will be favored by 30 going into that game. And Tupperville will call up some bullshit where he's like, We punt on second down. We're gonna w- we're gonna t- score twelve points and win. We'll let them have all the yardage they want up until they get to the three yard line. And then we're serious. Man, listen, Miami, you want that Russell Athletic Bowl every year from now till forever? Dude, Go bring Tobby home. Miami, do you want that Russell Athletic like gear he contract? Get, 
he'd get rings made too. You want to upgrade? Look at all these Russell, Russell athletic, athletic rings, girl. I bought these at Ross. You want to upgrade to Russell Athletic from Adidas? Which. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Paul Johnson would tell you. He'd tell you there's nothing like classic, comfortable Russell Cotton. Yeah, but you know how many returning starters Miami has, too, right? Like, I thought, oh, maybe they'll be kind of. Oh, well, there's the quarterback. Then you watch the draft. Yeah, I know. I looked at the draft. Well, remember, that 6 and 6 team just cranked out, like, what? Seven draft picks. <laughs> yeah, they had. Uh, if you All go by, if if you go by, you know, you, you a weighted a, a weighted draft system. They had. Uh, they they sent the second most talent to the NFL off of a a bad team. Uh, the first being uh, who? Well, that'd be them Knowles. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because Florida's right back there. I'm I'm in the second most out out of anybody. Right, and it yeah. was from a bad team. Yeah, and uh, off a really off a really really bad team they only return 11 starters yeah and Get the hype there is their quarterback was really good last year with you know duke johnson and so forth which okay <laughs> how's it going to be without duke johnson and so forth probably well, probably better yeah it'll probably be great probably awesome probably be awesome especially because um let's see they play at florida state oh they they, they get they get nebraska whatever nebraska is going to be um, they, they get, uh, their standard ACC schedule. Oh, and, uh, their, their tough road trips really aren't that bad after that. So I don't know. Like that's, that's my official answer. I will say there's one thing in support of your final boss Tuberville theory, Jason. One thing Thursday, October 1st, their road trip to Cincinnati. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which bus will Tommy leave on? Oh the my prophecy God. has been foreseen. <laughs> Tommy, if you want to know what Tommy has dropped the rest of his life for, his his whole calendar for 2015 is a blank after Thursday, October 1st. Like, he's, already, he's already breaking down film of that ACC Atlantic champion. <laughs> Dude, he probably like the lease on the lease on his house. Right, like the more, yes, like exit clause. No, it expires. It, expi- it expires the morning of that game. <laughs> He's not even coming back after. Twelve oh one, October second, two thousand fifteen. Thomas Tuberville may may hereby leave this legal agreement to rent this house. Right, so it's a split screen of the final seconds ticking down as Cincinnati wins that game, and the final seconds on the Tommy, bomb. Tommy, Tommy Tuberville left in his house in a three point stance on the sideline as the clock ticks down. <laughs> Ce- uh, celebrating with the Miami players as he just beat them. <laughs> I will tell you the last, and I will tell you too, like in case that wasn't enough of a, like a doom-filled proposition, the last three games for Miami are at North Carolina and then ending with two teams that run the crap out of the ball, Georgia Tech and Pitt. That's... <laughs> oh, he's going to die on a pit. That's Great. so sad. Oh, a hey, pit, pit. Oh, and optimistically, my favorite thing, I know every team has this, but it's really fun to look down and see, ACC championship game. <laughs> oh, they're there. They're playing in the hat. It's happening. It's got sad and dark. Yeah. Ryan, who? Damn. All right, so Al that Golden. Was just, that Al, was rude. Al Damn. Golden is uh, off the board, and we've already put Tommy Tuberville in his place. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to stay in South Florida and give you Ron Turner. Ron Turner. Now, where, where, which, which program is he? 
coach at Florida's International University. Oh yeah, that was the school that also hired whom to hire to coach their basketball team. That would be Isaiah Thomas. Correct. Meaning at an unpaid position, if you remember. Yeah. And and ran off a good coach that they had for no damn reason. Yeah. Oh, and also ran off Mario Cristobal. Yeah. Who was a good coach there, who's now the offensive line coach, I believe, uh, in Alabama. And getting paid way more than FIU was <laughs> getting paid him. more than he was paying as a head coach. You're fired. Thank you for the promotion. They fired him after one bad year. Yeah. I mean... Because they wanted to go get uh, Butch Davis, and yes. and uh, and then sure. they said, "Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah." So. Butch works at uh, ESPN, is it? I mean, something like that. CBS you, Sports Network. I mean, if you like crossover, FIU does play their second game of the season at Indiana. So that's going to be the game where Indiana puts up. Let's conservatively say 60 points, and we're all like, oh, shit. Oh, Kevin listen. Wilson has this rolling, and, and in, it turns out it was just FIU. No, it was just FIU. Oh, I thought you were going to say in Surrender 65. Oh, well, you're playing on FIU? That's when all the sliders are set to zero. That's not fair. Also, man, Kevin Wilson, after all the ass, he's, he's got that thing where after all the ass beatings he's taken, as head coach of Indiana, if he gets the chance to turn the corner and hang 60 on somebody. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Like, a, can you imagine like Indiana Arkansas bowl game? <laughs> if like Kevin Wilson has a chance to go for Burt's throat, <laughs> it could like be a, like a seven thousand point game. Oh right, like if Arkansas just sleepwalks after finishing. Like, if Arkansas forgets to show up or something. Right. If they just if they just all go out and imbibe and have a really great time in I don't know Shreveport or wherever they are. Memphis. Oh man, Arkansas and a Memphis Bowl is a really <laughs> that is a low capacity. There's a lot of that's a it's one big pitfall. I can I can just smell the smoker. Yeah, but you can just smell the smoker and the beer and how bad just cigarettes. When you when your team struggles in from like the morning after and they all smell like cigarettes, you're like, oh, we're we're losing this bowl game. Like you, teenagers don't even smoke cigarettes anymore. <laughs> no, they just all picked it up that night. Like all the Memphis. players, just we got to do something unhealthy. Oh man, I think I think I I think I ran some liquor across the border for no reason last night. Also, yeah, everyone and and that is a border. It's not a state line. It's a border. <laughs> players show up on absinthe. How do you little shitheads even know what that is? I I lost all my money in a. Pharaoh game on a riverboat with a queen from the brothels. And you're like, I'm watching a lot of Maverick. You lately. guys don't like any of this stuff. I know you guys. Did you go to a party in 1848 last night? Yeah, we did. It was crazy. Welcome to the opium den. We just draft dodged. Also, remember, if you're Arkansas and you're playing in Memphis, all your cousins can show up, right? Like, oh, come to the bowl game. It's close. Oh, hey, man. Yeah, your family. Can you show guys up. hiring? You guys hiring? Yeah, <laughs> this isn't a pro team. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna. Ron Turner is a good answer. It's not a sexy answer either, in terms of you know, <laughs> in any regard. In any, it's not in a, absolutely any way. Yeah, it's really not. But you know, I will say this: who played a lot better at the end of the season last year? Don't don't, don't do that. One at eleven, four and eight. I'm telling you, might get over. Might get over. Oh, Don't do might, that. Might get over 400. <laughs> <laughs> they might do it. He'll write a book. 
I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna rip just to be just to be a fucking pissant. I will Riverside you on that and say that Ron Turner survives this season. You're such a dick. I'm not saying he thrives. I'm just saying he survives. Okay. Ron Turner, office ficus. Yeah, office ficus. Play. He's not dead. Just give him some more iced tea. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna pick one because these are you. You guys pick the ones who. The nurses were already holding mirrors underneath their noses, right? Um, I'm going to pick one that I think uh, really is like in trouble in a couple of different ways. And that would be Mike Gundy. Ooh, I like that pick. Yeah. And I mean, before you even look at the record, before you look at anything else, that's not a real like happy position that he's in politically. Nope. I like that. I like that he's basically on the record being like, "Yeah, T Boone just doesn't really talk to me anymore." <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy, guy who pays my salary just stopped calling. <laughs> Is that weird? Is that bad? It's probably good. Is that anything? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been the heyday for Oklahoma State was probably what we're, we're starting in two thousand nine through two thousand ten, sure. right? Like you know, they go, they they have you know. The win in the Alamo, the win in the Fiesta, the they you know they have Brandon Whedon, they have this amazing run uh, where they almost make the national title, and if you were really smart, that's probably when you would have taken another job, right? But Gundy's a lifer; they're going to have to fire him. Uh, and the last three seasons, eight and five, ten and three, uh, with the loss in the bowl game, and then uh, a fall to seven and six, and most. The the worst part about this has been their dwindling record in the Big Twelve, right? It, and what has not been a real strong conference top to bottom. They have a road schedule that sets up real nice for like weird, weird bad shit. They play in conference. They play Texas on the road. That doesn't matter. But they play West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Iowa State all on the road. Ooh. Yeah, they play Texas. <laughs> they play Texas Tech on the road. Yeah, oh, on Halloween night. Oh, yeah, no, you, you, that's a <laughs> well, loss. That's a twenty-point loss. Just pencil it in. I, I always feel like Oklahoma State is that one team that, like, if you rank them in your top twenty-five, it's like, yeah, you know some shit. Like, you put them there just to be like, yeah, they're going to be pretty good this year. And like, it's it's a team that you rank, and everyone's like, yeah, that's a good pick. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I don't have any yeah. evidence for that. That seems like a good pick. And like, this is the year where it's like. You know, they had a quarterback who came on at the end of the year, which, sure, they always do, and then they lose him. And then they, they tri- replace him with, like, eight other guys. Yeah, and then... That's, that's, that's the whole Oklahoma State Well, thing. and they've always had the thing where if they lost a coach, they found a coach, right? Like, oh, we lose, you know, we lose, we lose uh, Holgerson. Okay, we'll just hire Munkin. Okay, we lose Munkin. We'll hire, okay, Mike Richardson. It's not really worked out quite as well as previous hires. You know, when people start eating your, eating your coaching staff eventually you'll just be a diminished body, right? That's going to happen. They do have a lot of returning starters. Get Greg Robinson. He's ready. Been ready. (laughs) With a stuffed animal just waiting on the sidelines. Are you my mommy? (laughs) I've stated before, I am both over 40 at this point and a man. Could not categorically be your mother. Greg Robinson might tell you differently. Greg likes to say all kinds of insane things. The other weird thing, Oklahoma State, where do they, you know where they they open the 2015 season? And I have no idea how the hell this happened. They open 
at Kelly Short Stadium in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, at Central Michigan. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, recruiting hotbed. Um, gotta, oh, you gotta, you gotta read these contracts, guys. You really gotta. <laughs> That's nope, nope. Not gonna read a single damn bit. These, these weird, like how Baylor played Buffalo in Buffalo last year, and these weird road games. Like, this is the college football equivalent of when a freshman in college signs up for a credit card. He's like, man, I don't even have to pay anything for the first three months. I'd be stupid not to get this. I need to build credit. I need need to build credit. Yeah, yeah. That's the dumbest thing everyone has ever said. I need to build credit. I need this Pita Pitts credit card sponsored by Visa. A 28% interest rate seems reasonable enough. I get 3% off every Pita Pit purchase. I'll pay it off the next day. I, that's it, What? I have to play at Central Michigan? What? God. Oh, no! Mom! Mom! I wonder if this is like an oil drilling expedition or something. Like, are they, are they testing part out... part of the Keystone XL pipeline. Mm. They're testing out Mount Pleasant's frackability. Exactly. <laughs> like, bad news is we lost the game in an atrocious upset. The good news is this is extremely frackable land. The other, by the way, they play at Texas. They play at West Virginia. The games they get at home, they get TCU. Yeah. They get TCU and Baylor and whatever Oklahoma is going to be, which is just completely unpredictable in that rivalry game. And they get Kansas State. Kansas State, yeah. This is bad. Those home games, like, that's going to feel a lot. That's going to hurt a lot. It's going to be real bad and unfun. Dude, even their easy road game is not an easy road game because it's Ames. Anything can happen in Ames. They're really seeing the world. They are. <laughs> They're seeing a lot of places with greatly varying degrees and shades of drinkable groundwater. God, that means one of these games is homecoming. Mm. <laughs> Do it. Do it, Gundy. Call <laughs> out TCU. Frogs ain't shit. Do it, Gundy. Trevon Boykin runs for like 200 it's yards and passes for 500. On homecoming. <laughs> on homecoming. Your 20-year reunion sucks. All the letters on the stadium just rearrange themselves to Travon Boykin instead of Boone Pickens. <laughs> it works if you think about it. Yeah, it, 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 the letters are all there. Don't count them. <laughs> facts, facts are meaningless. The Anyone else that we see on the, the, in terms of the coach's hot seat that we're like, okay. Because like these are other people I know are totally fired, okay? Mike London. Much less Mike London is dead. Mike London's gone. Yeah. All right. Paul Petrino is gone. Yeah. At Idaho. He, I mean, Paul Petrino has a real good chance to be the first midseason firing because he'll do something dumb. I don't know about that. I mean, does he have a buyout more than like $8? Because <laughs> if so, he's, he's golden. He's you set. You don't he's understand. Entrenched. Paul Petrino going to get fired for cause. Yeah. I mean, what? If somebody said, okay. if okay. somebody said, uh, Paul Petrino was fired. Like if 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 this while recording, if we said, "Oh, Paul Petrino's gone," no shock, right? No. Be like, what would he do? He light a bank on fire, probably. Yeah, Todd Munkin at Southern Miss, gone, right? Yeah, yeah. The only one that I'm kind of like uh, Dana Holgerson. If if they fired Dana after this season with like a six and six record, you'd kind of be like, ah, yeah. But you'd also kind of be like, eh, no. Yeah. It's got to be decisively bad for for me yeah. to be like okay, yeah. It's got to be atrocious. And finally, um, 
there there's two that there's two that I'm like seriously on the fence about uh that I could see going either way. Um at least uh, yeah, cuz I don't know. Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah. Mhm. Nah. It's a big it's a big contract for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not personally Im- impressed, but they have, you know, the, the, the hometown boy factor and all that stuff. They really like that guy. I, th- I think he, he's bought himself an extra year by being um, who he is. What if it gets real bad, though? What if it's, like, two win bad? Gets real bad? No, yeah, no, gets <laughs> You've real bad. seen them trying to tackle anything? <laughs> <laughs> if, it gets, if it gets worse. Yeah. If yeah gets- I, I, think he's, I think he's got a terrible all year. Right. I, don't, I don't think they can, like, the hometown hero who's bringing back the air raid and all, the, all that shit after, you know, one terrible year. Okay. All right. All right. Who's the other one? Mike McIntyre, Colorado. Oh, that makes me sad. Don't say yeah, that's, that. That's that's. I don't. I don't think they can move quick either. Because I was gonna say know, this. 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 Your sadness tells me that it's entirely possible. <laughs> We're right. too attached. We got Shit. attached to a Colorado coach. We like his haircut. Should have never loved him. Well, like the their previous coach, uh, uh, John Embry, was that his name? Yeah. Like they canned that guy after what two years, and everyone, you know, after, they, they after they, two years, and he was like, "Yeah, I was buying all the team snacks." As it turns out, yeah, he came out, yeah. started, we, came we out did. and started talking shit about their office furniture. He said, got, "We didn't got, have chairs or water." I got I got a, a folder full of Capri Sun receipts over here. Y'all might want to see. Ooh, a, ooh, there's one other one. Actually, two others. Uh, Derek Mason and Vandy could be gone, right? Like that could just be. Poof. Yeah, he. I think the problem was he pulled the replace the coordinator ripcord pretty quick. Like yeah, doing man. it after one season is a real panic move. Y'all are pushing these buttons quick. Yeah, but hiring y'all want these dudes gone. Yeah, but hiring Carl Durrell is a fireable offense from the start. Yeah. All right. How about how about how about how about, how about Timmy Beck's old Tim Beckman in oh, Illinois? Oh man, I think we just sort of started this whole podcast and thought that was just a given. Is he yeah. still y'all thought he, he was already fired, didn't you? Y'all huh. thought he was already gone. Huh. <laughs> yeah, he might not make it in the past the next two weeks, man. He might not make it by the time you publish this, Spencer. So just edit it out, just yeah. to be safe. Wait, we're doing this live, right? Yeah, yeah. this is this is Tim Beckman is totally fired. <laughs> I did not overdub that. All right, we forgot. We forgot. <laughs> uh, the other dude is totally fired, like just fired. Like I could just see them getting canning him. Scott Schaefer at Syracuse. Oh, oh yeah. Another yeah. magnificent branch of the Lloyd Carr coaching tree. Got that, got that in, hard nose though. Indistinguishable in every way from Tim Beckman. Yeah. Curse That's of true. Yeah, Curse of Atlanta. Talk shit about Atlanta, get fired. Get beat nope. by Georgia Tech like seventy two to nothing. <laughs> Go <laughs> off. Paul, Paul Johnson's gonna set him on fire every time he can. Real slow. I'm gonna start at your toes. Exactly. You just drop his pants. Up by 40. <laughs> I've seen Syracuse fans in the awkward predicament of, because they just landed uh, one of their b- biggest recruits in years, um, in the awkward predicament of, now I hope our coach doesn't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's <sighs> He's gone. Uh, do we have any, any rogue, before we address another question, any other rogue entries uh, into the watch list? You know what? I'll throw less miles on there. Mm. I'll do it. I'll do it. That that fan base, and I know this from having taken over this week and shot in Florida last year. 
they are real pissed. They are real freaking pissed at Les Miles. And losing to Notre Dame yeah. in a Nashville bowl game does not help that. And I could see this year, because this year, what would the big downfall be? Oh, we still didn't have a fucking quarterback. Yeah. That all, that's all on Les. That's been Les's problem for X number of years now. Yeah, but what's, yeah, but what's, what's been the compensation for that? What's been keeping them afloat? The uh, defense. Correct. And what happened this offseason? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, their and where did that guy go? Uh, he went. In, the guy <laughs> he went who, to their new official arch rival in, in division. To, in division, and mind you, that was the unit that pretty much was the only one in the entire division that managed to throttle A and M consistently. And A and M went and got that guy and made him his, made him their defensive coordinator. Yeah. So two of the elements that have really or three there's three elements that have propped up the LSU Les Miles regime. Uh, that would be recruiting, that would be uh, defense, and that would be the run game, right? Uh, they still have the recruiting. The defense is under new management. Uh, do you know who's their new defensive coordinator? It was that dude at Clemson who gave up about 80 billion points to West Virginia. Yeah, the guy who can't <laughs> coach a secondary, Kevin Steele. The right? guy who, according to uh, rumors, <clears throat> that I, I personally can't conform, um, at some point forgot he was coaching college players and was giving them NFL calls during a game. Correct. Uh, the guy who once hit a gun, put a gun in a, in a safe in the Nebraska football offices that was uh, allegedly involved in a shooting. Well, now you're just boosting his Louisiana credit. I want you to understand the context of how this hire was made. There are pros and cons. There are pros and cons, but the and dude... And guns. Mostly guns. The dude who... Pros uh, and guns. <laughs> remember when you think about uh, what the weaknesses and strengths of LSU's defense are, uh, the secondary needed some work, and um, they're, they're not going to get it. At all. So, yeah, LSU, that's, a, that's a bold, I think that's a bold choice. Jason, have you one more to throw on the fire before we move on to our next important question? Man, I like safe shit. Norm Chow. Yeah. yeah. Now, they're just going to wait that out. They're going to be like, oh, it's a lot of work. We're probably going under anyway. The next question comes from the legendary Michael Felder <laughs> at In the Bleachers. Speaking of hot seats. Speaking of hot seats, quite transition. What do you guys think is the best way to limit b-hole sweat? Funnier when he types it, B-hole. Uh, B-hole sweat during steamy southern summers. Ah, the grand question of how to keep the great divide tidy in times of serious swamp ass. Um, I have an answer, uh, but I want to turn this over to Jason first since he's the lifelong Georgian who understands swamp ass maybe a little better than the rest of us. Um, Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be quite honest. Uh, any solutions that anyone has ever tried are worse than the actual problem. Just you know, change your drawers a lot and try to shower every day, and just endure it. That's that's my advice. Just just surrender. Uh, Ryan, what what is uh, what's what says the great cold north about a tidy butthole? I, I promise you, I don't know a goddamn thing about this. I took a job. In Florida once, in the summer, where I had to wear a suit every goddamn day. Hmm. If I knew how to solve back sweat and swamp ass, I would have a million dollars right now. But instead, just I get have you, a just lot get of you one of them, shirts. Just get you one of them webcams. <laughs> That's how you do it. It's like a dash cam. Except you put it on your ass. <sighs> I, um, I really have no great solutions for this. There's only a series of small measures which can mitigate uh, 
Uh, frequent showering, you're going to have to shower frequently. Um, I think that generally, if you're using baby wipes, if you got those in the house, stock them in the bathroom. They keep things a little fresher down there than just your standard toilet paper until our savage country understands the magnificence of the bidet and all it has to offer. That's as close as we're going to get. Uh, some people say gold bond powder. To me, that's just adding an element of farce. Yeah. Just, now, now you're just making biscuit mix. Somehow. Exactly. Like you're just turning your entire <laughs> ass into a bakery. And let's not do that. It's one thing to live in the mockery that is the gross human body. It's another to make theater of it. You're making and, a damn plaster in your underpants. <laughs> exactly. You're going to have you're going to create a plaster of Paris school project down there. And you, you got a goddamn ass mask. But they, the good news is you'll be able to patch your walls and that's good for your security deposit. Exactly. If you're a multitasker, that's definitely the way to go. And my final suggestion besides that is loose underwear. Mm, yeah. Loose. Don't go for... Wow. Don't... I mean, it's you want a little more ventilation going down there. I think, for those who are really seriously worried about this, that you just have to do... You have to do what New Yorkers actually always recommend, which is that if you cannot wear shorts... And I, I think... This podcast is officially on the you wear shorts whenever you want, okay? Yep. But if you're in a situation where you can't, you got to wear some light pants and you got to wear some loose, flowy underwear, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying go out and get the Chinese gangster silk boxers, okay? I'm not saying don't do that. I mean, if that if that's your thing, that's fine. But get some, you know, if you haven't worn boxers in a while, you can give those a try. You need some ventilation is what I am saying, Okay. Well, counter theory is that the snug boxer brief look for the fellas or maybe a boy short for the ladies or what have you, uh, it's just going to keep everything so constricted that any liquids really don't have anywhere to go. So, well, I, I would say uh, that's, that's quite that's quite literally how a pressure cooker works. Yeah. yeah and then you look down and you have made dinner. I don't know, man. Now that's, look, that's, rice. this is really a, this is a tactical question for those of you who, you know who you are, you're, you're the butt sweaters, butt sweaters and or crotch sweaters, you exist, fine, don't do that, you're going to have to take precautionary measures the other way. Man, crotch sweat is so much worse than butt sweat. It's like battle, there's no magical weapon, there's no silver bullet, you just need to make sure that... Just live till tomorrow. You, you need to make sure that your, your munitions are varied enough to accommodate any demand that the theater of battle is going to place. It's like on. rock, paper, scissors, man. When the butt sweat is rushing you with horses, you've got pikemen. Correct. Right. Okay. You, you got, listen, you got, you got angry birds overhead. You're going to need an RPG. Okay. But maybe you don't want to carry that around because you don't need it. Fine. Just make sure that you know what you're taking into battle with you. Uh, Ryan, your question. Uh, all right, so I'm going to go with this question from TJ Basala, at TJ Basala on Twitter. Who are the front runners for the Carlos Huerta He's Still Here Award for the season? Um, there's really, I think, only one answer to this. And it's not a bad, it's not like a bad, oh my God, he's still around. Uh, it's Chucky Keaton. Chucky Keaton's going to be back yes. for a fifth season of eligibility in 2015. And he has been around so so long at this point that's the correct answer i mean like i feel like 2013 2014 was like a, oh yeah chucky coming back kind of year and <laughs> right now now it's like chucky coming back chucky coming back chucky they're, back they're making another jason versus freddy film what <laughs> it's, just, just, it's like chucky nine <laughs> uh 
Let's see. Jason, your question. <clears throat> this comes to us from Jack Peglow. Jack Peglow on Twitter. What is the appropriate level of drunk you should get at a tailgate for a noon, 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. kickoff? Mm. So what okay, we're talking so, about here is degrees of drunkability. So I would like to start by saying that, in my opinion, the 3 p.m. is the har- hardest degree of difficulty of these. Absolutely. Okay. And I think the, and then it goes 7 p.m., noon is the easiest. Yeah. Now, Jason and I discussed this beforehand. We have some exotic wagers. Oh, on, shit. Yeah, we, we have some exotic wagers on degree of difficulty for the okay. basics here, okay? I would say this. You're correct. The 3 p.m. is the most difficult. The 7 p.m. is the easiest, particularly because you've had all day to calibrate, get the right amount of food in. It's a time of day when you're probably used to drinking a little bit more, right? Right. You're just, you know, it's like MMA fighters always train late at night because that's when they fight um, you know, when you practice to drink at game day, typically the practicing you do uh, is usually around 7 p.m. on any other day. Okay. Then I will say the noon tailgate is actually easier because I think when people pregame for that, they typically do it with stuff that's like, you know, access road drinking, right? Like, oh, we're at like the grown and sexy tailgate. There are your mimosas, right? Right. Maybe. And, have- and it's also the tailgate most like like the problem with. The 3 o'clock and 7 o'clock tailgate is that at 7 o'clock, the food may have run out. At 3 o'clock, you may have planned poorly and said, well, I'll just eat something after the game. But at that noon tailgate, you you haven't eaten. You have just you, – you will definitely get some food at or right around that tailgate. So you're getting more efficient drinking at that yeah. hour. Yeah, yeah. You're, and you're, you're buffering yourself nicely. Yeah, also, it's really hard to get trash for that noon game. I mean, you got to put in work. I would disagree with that, but go ahead. Well, I just generally, there are your outliers. Okay. You're going to get those people who are just five standard deviations off stupid, right? Because the, the one wrinkle with the noon game that ups the degree of difficulty potentially is that it induces that sort of panic in the right or the wrong sort of person where they say, all right, the clock is ticking. I have to get as much ever clear into my body as possible mm, or I, this bus will explode. I will tell you what the great leveler on that and the great encourager of that is. The great leveler is heat. If yeah. you're in some place where it's just going to be inhumanely hot, it's just hard to drink that much. Physically, go, go it's games. hard to put that much booze into your system. Conversely, I think you could make a bigger mistake if you're at some Big Ten school in November when it's noon and you're like, man, it's cold. I'm just going to get as hammered as I possibly can. I don't understand how bodies work. I don't want to feel anything right now. <laughs> I mean, I, to me, the key is when your team kicks off is less relevant than are you pacing yourself to be um, completely gone by around 1 a.m.? Yeah. Like your team kicking off at noon, sure, that's one component of your day, but you're also going to stay up and watch Washington State. Also, so if you get, you've got to keep in mind that that midnight Pac-12 action. If that, and also you're probably going to be able to sneak a nap in for that noon game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like that. especially yeah, especially if you're at an Illinois game, start drinking at like four. You're you're going to get a lull. Now the the more exotic, difficult maneuvers. I insist that the most difficult game to get properly calibrated for would be the late Thursday game. Late Thursday, Pac-12, kicking off at like 9 or 10. That's hard to do because you have to be somewhat operational the next day. 
I was going to say, especially if it's a home game. If it's a road game, you probably took the day off on Friday. Yeah. You're, you're fine. But if it's a uh, home either game. Either way, I don't know. A Thursday night game because nobody really works on a Friday. Yeah, but you still got to make an appearance. Yeah, you just got to show up, though. That's all. Sleep, and this is going to be on top of sleep deprivation. Like, sleep deprivation is going to make you twice as hungover. You can make it to the office. That's all you got to do it's, on a Friday. It's very difficult. Now, yours, I think more your, difficult. yours was, I think maybe completely on like completely unreasonable well like the the tuesday or the wednesday night the fun belt or the maction if you're going to one of those Ooh. games first of all you're going to need something in you because let's be honest we've seen that uh the there thing, is no sustenance here <laughs> i think if you're showing up i think wednesday is another day that nobody actually gets any work done it's, it's kind of a mini friday I think as long as you're working kind of hard on Tuesday and Thursday and you're present on Monday, you can't really get fired. So to me, I think the the Tuesday night game, obliterate yourself. To me, that's that's where you get in your real quality self-harm. Uh, and the others, it's all just about finding that perfect, that perfect amount of um, nearly unconscious. I think it's also important to point out that bowl games are an entirely different animal in this regard. And I know this because reading that story about how Iowa and Tennessee fans cleared out Jacksonville Stadium of all their brown liquor. Because, like, you go to the Outback Bowl, that's a noon game on New Year's Day. You've probably made some bad choices because you're in Tampa already. You're probably not in fighting shape because of those bad choices. You better be careful if you're going to tailgate for the Outback Bowl. What is, like, in New York, they drop a big apple in Atlanta, it's a peach. What do they drop in Tampa? Who? Uh, I would say it's a uh, a shotgun, a sawed-off shotgun that's been thrown out of a car so the cops can't catch you. So that's how they celebrate the calendar turning over? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nope, nope. It's a big CPAP, big CPAP mask just falling down. Yeah, if you've seen the CPAP Sleep. mask. Sleep. You better get tore up. I just want to lead a normal life like everybody else. Florida pain is the saddest pain. I may be 600 pounds, but in my heart I'm feather light. And that's it. Ship. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.